Good afternoon, Bars Nation. How's everybody doing today? This is Tuesday, February 21, and we are at Bended Knee. Guys, this is Duncan McGregor from Kilted Christian. I will be covering for Scott while he is on the road. So I will be doing uh, Bended Knee all week and uh, helping him cover for Fishers of Men when he needs my help. So originally the topic that I kind of wanted to do today was the miracles of Jesus. Um, and as I was putting everything together, there were so many miracles that I could not even remotely come close to shoving them into a 30-minute show. So tonight, if you join us for Fishers of Men, I will be going over the entire time, uh, going over the miracles of Jesus, which is going to be a great conversation. Today, I'm going to uh, get into a little bit of conversation about the disciples um, and where they ended up after Christ ascended back into heaven and after he died. So it was just a, an interesting thing. I was watching um, some Christian movies, you know, just some historical movies over Christmas. And uh and over Easter over the last couple of years. And I really guess I'd never stopped and thought what happened to all of these the servants of Christ after he died and wasn't necessarily pretty. But, you know, we today are the disciples of modern times, the apostles of modern times, kind of filling in and taking the footsteps of what the servants of Christ did during that time by spreading the word, by spreading the gospel as far as we can go. But before I get into that, guys, here's where we are here in the world. So, um, we know that uh, Biden is right now over in Poland, and it was very embarrassing, as always, watching his speeches. But the more intriguing speech was what came from uh, Putin last night. It was about a 3 o'clock our time in the morning, maybe a little bit later, that he spoke. And I've gotten a couple of translated um, clips and stuff like that. I'm looking for the whole video. But the big thing is, is Russia to suspend participation in the New START Treaty, which is nuclear. So they are suspending their agreement with basically one of the only remaining nuclear treaties that we have. They came out um, and called out America, called out the Western societies for all that's going on 
within their churches being infiltrated, with the schools being infiltrated, with the kids being deceived, the transgender thing. Like he called out all of that and said, this is a problem in society. And as Russians, we will not stand for this. But he also came out and accused uh, us NATO and um, NATO supporters of basically insinuating a war. And we knew this was coming because uh, Kamala Harris, um, Kirby, Biden, they're all kind of hinting to that, trying to get ahead of it. But once again, over and over in the Bible, it says to fear not. There is no reason to fear this. I don't think it's going to escalate. It talks about wars and rumors of wars coming. Can nobody hear me? I said Jilly doesn't have sound. All right. But anyways, uh, let me know. Give me a 5-5 five, five you can hear me. Okay, perfect. So, like I said, guys, things are getting interested but you know, in this world, but fear not. This is not going to escalate to a war. Um, I think this is going to be kind of the precipice we've been talking about. We had discussed before that there's many, many ways that we are brought to God, that we are brought to Christ. And one of those ways, you know, sadly, people need to be, you know, see fear. And, you know, I know it says to fear not in the Bible, but that fear is also one of those things that can bring people down to their knees. And if we get into a point that, you know, is uncontrollable, things that are out of our control, that's when people really start looking, especially when they get scared and getting on their knees and praying to Christ. And I always use this analogy is if you were to have an atheist, the atheist of atheists, someone that just absolutely did not believe in God whatsoever and convinced that they were in control of everything that takes place on this earth. Well, if you were to put that same atheist into an airplane and push them out with a parachute that didn't work, I can promise you 99% of the time those atheists would be reaching out and praying to God as a last resort. And that is because they truly in their hearts know that there is something greater than themselves. And sadly, sometimes people need to be brought to that, quote, precipice in order to reach out to God. And I say, so be it, guys. I know that we're ready. We don't want to see fear. We don't want to see sadness. We don't want to see what's going to end up happening. But we also want to see more people coming back to God. And God knows best. So put all of our faith, all of our trust into that. So a little bit before I um, go into our prayer, and then I'll get into kind of going over all of the disciples and where they happened. But it was one thing that was really interesting to me. What happened to the 12 disciples after the, resur the resurrection and the ascension? And, you know, because their job didn't stop the moment that Christ died. They're, they're, they had a job, and they actually, I think, probably did more after um, Christ died in the name of Christ than they did during the time. So one thing that's always, you know, interesting to me, so there were 12, there were 12 disciples total. Now, we do know that one of those disciples um, was Judas, and Judas was removed and replaced with uh, Matthias. And then we also had Paul, who came later. So when Christ declared the disciples, it was a lot, he was alive. So afterwards, like I said, um, Paul came into the game, um, but technically he was an apostle and not a disciple. Although I would argue the fact is that he probably did as much, if not more, after Christ died than the rest of them because he he established a lot of churches, went around all over the place, um, really kind of making up for what he had been because he persecuted Christians for a while and then ended up being blinded by Christ after Christ died in the desert um, in the, around Damascus and uh, ended up finding Christ through that and became a great, great servant. Um, after he was blinded, he ended up getting his vision back. So he had blind sight. So he ended up um, becoming one of what I, you know, I guess an apostle, what I would still kind of put him into the category of those disciples. So this is the interesting thing here. So out of the, you know, and we'll, I know that there's 12 disciples, but we got like, I'm going to throw um, Paul into this as Matthias as well, who took the place of Judas. One was lost forever. Nine ended up becoming martyrs. Four were local missionaries in Jerusalem and Judea. 
the rest of the foreign missionaries who left their local surroundings, nine of them out of the 14 were foreign missionaries and church planters. So like I said, they went off, many of them in pairs, kind of went around, but it didn't end well for them. And this is the thing is the importance of, of loving Christ, doing his work, not being afraid and doing our sacrifices is that the majority of these disciples ended up dying um, doing their work. Because once again, when you were going around talking about the Messiah, you had a lot of people that were arguing about this. Jesus spent the 40 days that he was on this earth afterwards um, um, doing his work afterwards. And he uh, ended up going around the world and just showing people, you know, that he was the spirit reincarnated. So it was interesting, you know, like I said, as they all went off doing their thing, many of them ended up spreading the messages. And I'm not sure about Mary. Um, I have to, you know, look more into that as well. And I'll get back to you on that, Ron. We may end up doing a whole thing. I was thinking about getting Scott myself to do one on the three days where Christ uh, was dead as well, which is also a very interesting story. So um, we got about two minutes left for the prayer. So basically, I'm just going to go ahead and start off with a couple of them. So first off, we had Judas. Now, we know what happened to Judas. Um, Judas ended up committing suicide because he was the one that Christ said would deceive him. He said, one of you will deceive me and ended up being Judas. Judas ended up uh, selling Christ out. Christ ended up on the cross because of that. Judas, um, after the death, ended up um, not liking what he did, remorsed it. The money wasn't worth it, ended up taking his whole life. So then we have Andrew, the missionary to a modern-day Georgia um, or, Bor or Bulgaria. He was a fisherman from Galilee, was Peter's brother, brought Peter to Jesus, preached um, to the Thracians and to the Scythians, and uh, was crucified and buried in Patria in Greece. And the thing is, is the majority of these, uh, uh, the majority of these disciples ended up meeting the same fate. They were either beheaded, they were crucified, but they all ended up dying serving Christ. And they, they knew that this was a possibility. Christ warned them that the Christians would be persecuted, and we're seeing this right now as well in our own lives. The thing is, is, uh, you know, it's very uncomfortable. It's very chaotic right now. And it's as bad as we have ever been used to. But um, the thing is, is it going to get worse? Like we are literally going to be persecuted. We possibly end up getting crucified at some point. And like Ron just pointed out, um, some of them were literally crucified upside down. Um, I believe one of them was on an olive tree. And we'll get to that here um, in just a few moments. But like I said, it's not, it's not easy being a disciple it is not easy being a christian in these times because we are so persecuted whether it be verbally whether we're just ostracized from our community fired from our jobs and so forth it's very very tough the thing is though is it could get worse but it's all worth it because we are doing the work of christ and nothing on this earth can harm us against the flesh because our soul belongs to christ we'll end up in that place anyway so we need to keep on holding that line and serving God and spreading that gospel in the meantime. So I will get back to the disciples here in a moment, guys. It is 3.11, so it is time for some prayer. If everybody would please bow their heads. Heavenly Father, thank you again for another day. Thank you for getting us all together to where we can discuss you, we can discuss verses, we can discuss scripture, dear Lord, and we can come up with a game plan of how we're going to spread out across this world, not just this country just this, this entire world, and spread your word, dear Lord. We've got people gathered here right now, not just in America, all the way across the pond. We've got people in Wales. We have people in Ukraine, Russia, Canada, Japan, and everywhere else we're in the world right now coming together in prayer, Heavenly Father, at one time. Dear Lord, let us continue to do this. Let our prayers be continuous throughout the day. Not just when we gather in numbers, but when we're by ourselves as well. Let us thank you for all that you have blessed us with, dear Lord. But during these times, I ask, dear Lord, that you continue to keep us calm, 
to remove our fear, to let us keep focused because we know you have a great plan. And we have an idea as what that plan is, but we don't know the, how it's going to transpire. We don't know the timing of this, dear Lord. So I ask that you keep us focused, keep us trusting the plan. Remove all doubt that the devil and his minions and the demons try to put into our lives more and more every single day. Let us grow in strength, dear Lord. Let us utilize the good times to do good things. Let us utilize the bad times to strengthen ourselves so we can go on and be more effective in this battle that we're walking into. But Heavenly Father, I ask for discernment during this time for all of us, that we may open up our eyes and see the trickery, see through the deception, Heavenly Father. We be able to see the demons that walk amongst us so that we can warn others about this. Dear Lord, Give us more effective ways to reach out to those people that aren't quite ready to wake up because we know that they all had the ability to through you. But Heavenly Father, let us come up with greater plans, greater methods so that we can go ahead and be more effective in getting them closer to you, helping them find that path. Dear Lord, we know that you're going to bring on some glorious biblical events here coming up, dear Lord, which are going to shake the foundation of this world that are going to bring people down to their knees. So Heavenly Father, we just ask during this time that we are prepared for it so that we may help you in this cause, dear Lord. We are here to do your service. Dear Lord, I ask that you answer all the prayers of all those people that are reaching out to you daily, asking for health, asking for mental health, problems with their families, problems with their jobs. Dear Lord, as much as going on in this world, we still deal with our own problems in our own lives. So I ask that you just help us. You take all of our problems into your hands and you shower your glory and your love over all of us so that we can move on, dear Lord, in complete solace and complete, complete um, calmness in everything that we do. But dear Lord, I also ask that you give us patience, patience with others, the same patience that you have had with us through our lifetimes that have brought us to this point. Dear Lord, you are everything. You were the beginning of our days. You were the end of our days. You were everything in between. Dear Lord, we ask that you send us on our missions and you give us confidence as we walk to our missions, that you allow us to step up and have courage no matter where we are in this world so that we can speak your name and help bring people to you. So we can spread that truth of what's happening in this world so that they can finally see the evil and come to you. Dear Lord, we have a lot of work ahead of us, but I thank you. I thank you at this moment for choosing every one of us to be here during this time to fight this battle for and with you. Heavenly Father, you are the greatest general we could ever ask for, and we will do anything for you. So, dear Lord, continue just to walk with us every single day. Allow us to be there for others that they fall so that we can lift them back up in this battle. We can comfort each other, dear Lord, so that we are ready for the battle ahead of us. I ask, dear Lord, that you all let us be prepared with food, with water, with scripture, with anything that we need in these coming days, and allow us to help others prepare and get ready for this as well. But dear Lord, we trust in you. We know this war is already won because of you, and we're okay with that, dear Lord. So thank you. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name, I pray. Amen. All right. So I tell you guys, uh, like I said, getting weirder and weirder, but God has our back. God already won this war, and that's just the thing to keep calm about. No matter, um, no matter how much fear they push out, and they're going to get worse, trust me. Everything that we have seen over the last couple of years that has made us uncomfortable, that has put us uh, maybe a little stressed, anxiety, it's going to get a whole lot worse. But our Father is in complete control. And as long as we remember that, as long as we recognize that every single day, keep our arm remitted through repentance, we're going to be okay. And we're going to get through this just fine. And we're going to be here for each other. So if you're having a rough day and you need to talk to someone, you guys know you're welcome to reach out at us at Kilta Christian or any one of us here in Telegram, guys. We are all here for each other. So... Next, I'm going to go to the third, the, the third disciple. We have Bartholomew. 
Um, he was a missionary to India. He was martyred, crucified upside down um, in Armenia, Georgia. Um, well, he was one of one of the many, like I said, many of them were crucified, beheaded, um, hung upside down, and so forth. So he was from Cana and Galilee, also known as Nathaniel, preached in India, to whom he also um, gave the gospel according to Matthew, was crucified and buried in Allen Allen Allen. And uh, like I said, like many of the other ones, they ended up meeting that same fate. But we also know that as beautiful as it is to be a Christian and to love God and spread that gospel, it can also be dangerous at times, especially in this time that these guys are living in and we're quickly moving for that time ourselves. We are just living in one of those countries where people aren't being killed yet for their religion. But there are other places around the world that we're seeing this all the time. And trust me, if things keep on getting worse, we're going to be in that same boat at some point. So then we have James, the son of um, Alphaeus. Local missionary in Jerusalem, martyred, stoned in Jerusalem. So he was martyred as well, stoned in Jerusalem. He was the son of Altheus, um, possibly Matthew's brother. Not to be confused with the son of Zebedee, um, or the author of the book of James, um, who was Jesus' brother. When preaching in Jerusalem, was stoned to death by the Jews and was buried there beside the temple. So then we have James, a son of Zebedee. Um, local missionary in Judea, martyred, beheaded in Judea. He was the son of Zebedee, brother of John. Um, he referred to by Jesus as one of the sons of thunder when he was preaching in Judea. He was killed by Herod, um, and Herod comes back into it down the road again of uh, other people that died under that rule, um, and he was buried there. So then we have John, the brother of James and the son of Zebedee. So um, he was referred to by Jesus as one of the sons of thunder. Uh, I just read that one. Yeah, and he wrote the, the Gospel of John first, um, second and third John in Asia, was banished by um, Dominion by the king to the island of Patmos. So he was one of the few that wasn't actually martyred. They couldn't kill this guy. And they tried. They tortured him. They did all kinds of stuff, but they couldn't kill him. They basically ended up dumping him off on the island of Patmos. So um, John is also known as John the Elder, who ended up writing um, the book of Revelation and he basically just died there. And I think they went back to go find his bones um, to, make a, to make a point of it. And they ended up couldn't find his bones. So um, Matthew Levy was a missionary um, of Parthia, Iran, and he died of old age. He was one of the few people that died of old age. And Matthew, if you remember, was the tax collector. Um, he was referenced to the bishop of the Papias of, um, and excuse me, in um, 110 AD, bearing witness to Matthew's authorship of his gospel. Matthew put together the oracles of the Lord in the Hebrew language, and each one was interpreted as best or interpreted as best as they could. So then you have Peter, also earlier known as Simon, missionary to Pontus. Um, he was a fisherman in Galilee, who was previously called Simon, and was also known as Cephas. Um, he was Andrew's brother, wrote first and second Peter, preached the gospel in Pontus, Gal um, uh, Galatia, and uh, through Italy and through Asia, was afterwards crucified by Nero in Rome. So once again, we have another um, one who was martyred and killed for spreading the word and spreading the gospel. Philip, the missionary um, which is now or in an area which is now um, Turkey, was also crucified upside down. So once again, these are multiples that are being cru crucified upside down. But like I said, these people left their homelands and they started to travel like thousands of miles outwards in order to spread this gospel. So some ended up in some countries, some ended up in other countries that weren't ready to hear the gospel of Christ yet. And like I said, they were ultimately killed for it, for being blasphemous and, and speaking or calling someone the Messiah that they didn't deem to be the Messiah. 
So then we have um, Judas, son of James. Um, we all know what happened. Uh, he preached to the people um, and to all the uh, those in Mesopotamia, um, northeastern Syria, southeastern Turkey, and the southeastern Iran, and fell asleep um, at Beritus. So I guess fell asleep just means died, and then he was in, he ended up buried there. So Thomas, missionary to the Parthians, made us. Um, which is located in the Iran area today, as well as the Afghanistan area today. And he was martyred and he was speared in four different places. So once again, spreading the word of Christ, not safe at that time. And like I said, it's our idea of what we look at as being persecuted um, today. Like I said, we've become pretty soft if you really look at it, because we don't even like to be called names anymore. We don't like to be called terrorists. I mean, this is basically right now what we are being persecuted as Christians is nothing but a bunch of name calling and them trying to put us as, as terrorists and so forth like that. But it hasn't quite gotten to the point where these guys were, but they were committed and they knew the risk. And we all knew the risk as well. Walking into this, being a child of Christ and spreading God's word, the devil's going to come after us. The demons are going to come after us more and more. And then everyone who is ruled by them on this earth, who are coming after us more and more, being the electors, the fake apostles, and so forth like that. So we need to be aware. We need to be ready for any kind of sacrifice that comes with this, especially as we move closer to those times of tribulation. So Matthias, local missionary in Jerusalem, he died of old age. Um, after Jesus' ascension, the 11 apostles met in the upper room where they were staying and cast lots to decide between two disciples, Matthias and Joseph, um, who were surnamed uh, Justus or Justus. So Matthias replaced Judas um, as the 12th disciple at that point, and then later on came Paul. And I'm actually going to utilize one of the uh, bended knees this week to talk about the life of Paul specifically because I found it to be probably one of the more inspiring stories of a man who literally persecuted Christians and ended up being one of God's greatest warriors and ended up dying for Christ in the long run as well. Missionary, he was a missionary, Italy, Spain, um, martyred and beheaded in Rome. Paul became an apostle. Like I said, technically he was an apostle, not a disciple because it came after Christ died. Um, and there was only 12 apostles, um, according to Christ. So Paul became an apostle a year after the ascension of Christ and the beginning at Jerusalem. He advanced far, and he went thousands and thousands of miles preaching gospel for 35 years. In the time of Nero, he was beheaded and buried in Rome. So once again, boy, Nero, he was just up to no good. So like I said, we've got all of these apostles. And like I said, there was more great people at that, or excuse me, disciples. We've got more great people at that time. You had Mary. You had all these other people that were literally out spreading um, God's word. And like I said, you know, I would almost feel like Paul would, would have been a 13th disciple if Jesus had declared that because he kind of fit into that mold. But like I said, his life was quite inspiring of where he came from, how he ended up finding Jesus by seeing him and being blinded by him after Jesus had died and then ended up getting his sight back and went out and did the job of jobs, which is what we need to do right now. And, you know, I always feel weird by saying that we are the kind of the disciples and the apostles of this time, um, you know, because I feel that's a little bit arrogant. But many people have put it that direction is that we are doing at least the works of those disciples by doing a podcast, by doing our threads and stuff like this over all social media, um, getting the information out to the world, um, having those little simple conversations when we walk into a convenience store or a market. Or we walk over and we start having a conversation about the gospel with our neighbors. This is the work of the disciples. And 
it is getting to be the point where we are going to be in more dangerous times. There have been many missionaries that have gone over to other countries that have ended up dying, um, spreading the word of Christ. It will be that point here in our country at some point because they're trying to divide us um, more and more. But like I said um, yesterday, statistically, even though we are the most persecuted religion in this world, we are also the fastest growing religion in this world, regardless of that persecution, which is a beautiful thing because our numbers are growing more and more. The army is becoming bigger and bigger. We're getting more and more prayer warriors. Um, even Bended Knee itself is a great example. So we do Bended Knee right here on uh, Bards FM. We also, there are also four or five other bended knees that are going on simultaneously with ours. In case you didn't know, Michael Beatty's one of them that goes on the same exact time we do every day. So there's probably at least five channels right now that are producing um, their version of bended knee at the exact same time coming together and prayer with us simultaneously. And that is an absolutely beautiful thing. And that's why I'm loving how many shows are coming into this uh, Bars Nation in particular, because we have taken discipleship to a whole new level. If you think about it, we are now getting, you know, if I was to walk out into this town and stand on a soapbox and start talking the gospel and start spreading the word of Christ, I may have five or six people that stop and listen to me. I may have another hundred people that walk past me. That's a very small number. We're, now we're using the Internet. We have the ability to reach so many people at one time. An example, right here on this show today, we've already had 174 people pop in. Um, after this show ends up airing, we'll probably end up getting another four or 5,000 views to this um, particular show, which shows you how far the reach go and how, how far these prayers are going right now. And it's a beautiful thing. The numbers are building. The, the, the time that we're spending spreading the word and the gospel is building. Punkin Pooster's show. We've got the um, official Godcast, which comes on every single Friday. We've got Conley. We've got Maggie Q um, in their show. We've got DW on Sprinklers, who is doing um, his show every now and then. We've got Echoes. We've got so many people. And I'm sorry, guys. There's so many names. I did not mean to leave anybody out, but you know who you are. We've got so many people in Bars Nation right now that are literally... There's like maybe a five-hour block some evenings of just one Bards Nation podcast to the next, talking about Christ, ending their shows with prayer, beginning their shows with prayer, helping people bring um, other people to God to have that relationship with Christ in their heart. It's a beautiful thing, and it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger because I'm having more and more people that are reaching out to me. High Vistas and Devo are going to end up doing a show at some point. So many people here in Bard Nation are setting up the schedule, and I, I tell you, Flight Work Mary, um, you are constantly working on that schedule, and I thank you so much for handing that schedule over to us. But that just it's a, it's a good thing at the same time because that just means that we're getting more people that are coming in and getting involved in this. And like I said, I've got um, at least four more people in groups that I am talking to um, on Zoom, getting them ready to get their podcast going. So it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And AK21, I love this church too, 100%. You know, because like I said, none of us are perfect. We're all sinners. This is a way we can come in together, discuss scripture. Um, like I said, I'm I'm I am walking into scripture. Um, that's why I love um going online or going live with Jeff is because Jeff has been working with scripture a lot longer than I have. So when I do um when I talk about it, when we do our our topics of the night on particular verses, you know, 
Jeff is so well scriptured that he has everything down and I come everything from a complete excitement because I, I read scriptures and I understand them differently now than I did back when I first read them. And I'm like a child. And we should all be like that when it comes to scripture. When we read something, we find something new that we never notice or a connection. You know, like when I found out that Jesus was actually talked about in First Testament as well, I get excited like a child. And if you guys ever watch our brothers in the Bible, when we do certain topics, you can hear it. I mean, I sound like a little kid, but I love it. Like I said, this is how we should all feel about scripture. We should be excited more about what Christ brings into our life, what's in that book, that heavenly book, than anything else in this entire world. And, you know, and I will be the first to tell you, just like in every video that I've ever made with Payne's Angels, where I discuss God, where I discuss Christ, I say the same thing. I am no scriptural scholar. I am not a biblical scholar, but I am a man who loves scripture, who loves God, and I want to bring people along on my journey. And I think we all should, because like I said, um, yesterday there was a time in my life where I thought I had no business. People like me who were learning scripture had no business doing a podcast, but it has a power of its own because you get to see that fresh excitement. You get to see their journey. And that's why I love having Jeff on there because he kind of puts everything in the standard in case I make a mistake. He's there to, to correct me because we need to be very careful about the way that we spread scripture because the last thing that we want to do is mislead somebody and send them down that wrong path. And scripture is so open for interpretation by so many people anyways, even one different version of the Bible to the other. I prefer King James Version. It takes me a little bit longer to read it, but I, in my personal opinion, I feel that's one of the more accurate translations compared to some of the other ones, but the Bible's the Bible. So whatever you enjoy reading, um, like I said, if you read the kid's Bible because it's easy to read, that's awesome. You're still reading your scripture. But guys, I want to thank you again for joining us today for uh, this Bended Knee. I'll be back tomorrow. Um, I'll be back tonight, actually, for Fishers of Men, and we'll be discussing the miracles of Jesus. Like I said, my, my plan was to do that here today. But man, as I was going through and writing down all the different verses that were talking about the miracles of Jesus, it went on and on and on. I was like, man, I will be lucky to fit this into an hour and a half show. So that will be planned for this evening. Tomorrow, I will be talking about... Um, Paul, I love his story. So we're going over Paul. And then I'm thinking this weekend on Brothers in the Bible, we'll be talking about the three days while Jesus was in that tomb and what transpired, um, even down of his his ascent or descension down into the center of the earth. Or, you know, I believe it was hell, but it's going to be a great discussion. But I want to thank you all right now for joining us uh, for this Fishers of Men. I will see you this evening. Scott will be back for Bards FM tonight. I will be back for Kilted Christian tonight. We have um, Dustin Nemos on tonight. Tomorrow we have Ezra Snow on, which is going to be another great conversation. Um, I, I just loved the, the Godcast the other day with his testimony and his story. Um, Thursday, MSM Liars will be on Kilted Christian. We're going to have another great, great, great topic. And then Christian and Training will be coming on Friday to talk and do a testimony as well. So, guys, we have a lot of great shows coming up. I hope to see you all there. At the very least, I'll see you tonight at um, Fishers of Men. I love you all very, very much. Have a beautiful day, and God bless. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward 
by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.
baby, chill. Don't medicate, just meditate. You waking up now, well, baby, you hella late. Educate, look at what's going on, let it resonate, accelerate. Find your inner hunger like you never ate. Agenda is to push the hate. Separate and segregate, don't celebrate quite yet. The storm is coming, cue for heaven's sake. The violence that they demonstrate, instigate and penetrate. The values of our country and our God is what they desecrate. My fighters ain't no featherweight. Pulling out the seams of the fabric that they fabricate. They feed us lies, manipulate, intimidate through fear and force. Forcing us to sit and wait till we come together, congregate, and then we liberate. Praying that you give me strength to find some love amongst the hate. Marching on these streets of blood till I see the golden gates. Troubadour and troubled souls want to God's servants. Play down, cut the grass till we see the servants. Well, one day, I hope you see the truth. This puppet show stays on because of you fools. We've been dancing with the devil way too long. I know it's fun, but get ready to pay your dues. Oh, God, come. Swallow just digested. Suspected something's going on, but chose to just neglect it. Deflected by some breaking news. Oh, we just accepted. Expected just to fall in line and follow their perspective. Don't question their objective, but I got a lot of questions. How these kids molested, but nobody's been arrested. Credit in the testament, these children are protected. So I'm fighting all these terrorists, both foreign and domestic. Refuse to be directed. Blind, not a sheep. Only kneel to my God, so I'm dying on my feet. Uh, Silence when we speak, but there's violence in the street. I've been rolling with the punches, I can't take it on the cheek. Uh, drink from a glass half full, I'm optimistic. People are sadistic, so vicious and malicious. Praying for assistance to overcome our position, or I'm gonna start resisting and then I pray for forgiveness. Oh, one day, I hope you see the truth. This puppet show stays on because of you fools. We've been
one day they finally see the truth. God, we need you now.
Wow, I couldn't even do that right. <laughs> this song got away from me. But guys, I want to thank you so much for joining us for the after party of music. Um, Bards will be back tonight for Bards FM. I will be on Kilted Christian after that. And then Fishers of Men right after that. And don't forget to miss, uh, not, don't forget to see the other shows that are coming on today. Conley as well, which will be on, um, I believe, uh, 7 o'clock Central Time. So 8 o'clock Eastern. Guys, I love you all very, very much. I will see you later on. I will get my stuff together by the time I get onto the shows this evening. Got some errands to run for the moment. But thank you so much for joining us. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. And God bless. <laughs>